everyone. Good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team gets to join you live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We are currently streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Please go make sure you are following the Teach Better team and subscribing to all those channels. In addition to also giving a special little shout out to our Teach Better Talk podcast that is always the hauser, the holder, the things it always has all the episodes from the team. Actually, I don't think we mention it enough that if you're a podcast listener, the Teach Better Talk podcast actually publishes seven podcast episodes a week because we have our Sunday show, our Monday through Friday show, and you get our admin mastermind recap every week. Yeah. So if you're looking for binge-worthy shows, all those episodes are a little bit different in length. They have different topics, but trust me, they might they might be interesting to you. They feature different members of our team as well, which is kind of fun. So Jeff Gargis is here. We're very excited to get started. We're going to pick his brain and play a little game slash activity thingy, my Bob. Here we go. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Jeffrey, how we doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I love good. that right before we clicked the big red button, we were talking about kind of what's on our daily to-do list. And my task today is a lot of web design, graphics. We're doing some marketing work. I'm actually going to start digging into some analytics of how we can reach our audience better. Your job, when you laid out your to-do list, sounds terrible but you said you like what you do even though my job's way more to, fun. to be fair i only told you about one thing and i have 15 on my list probably 13 and a half that are not going to get done because the one that i'm currently in is is a, it got much bigger when i started going so friends do you know like the best relationships i feel at least working relationships right we're talking about like the people that you know you are across the hall from maybe your leadership team, teachers that you collaborate with, like the best ones are when you have different strengths that you legitimately enjoy the, the like difference. Like I love the arts think like working on how our audience kind of experiences the teach better team. Your to-do list that you're working on is like numbers and finance and bleh, bleh. Particular one, yes. I I enjoy that stuff though too. I like the art stuff, the creative stuff, especially when you get into the strategy and stuff. But yeah, I yeah today this particular task. So funny part was, the actual task that I had was simply to set up this sheet that tracks a bunch of stuff, like to set it up for the new year. And when I got there, I realized I had already set it up. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I already set it up. And then I started looking at it and then I expanded it and then I adjusted. I'm like, well, now I need info from past years to put into these new pieces that I want to track and analyze. And before I know it, I'm like, oh man, this is, this is going to be all day. So it's, yeah, I'm... but, but it's fun because I'm looking back at a lot of stuff over the last, you know, eight years or whatever. So it's like cool, you know, fun looking back going, oh, I remember that. Oh, okay. That was from that thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's but it has been I've been a spreadsheet for the last 
hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. First off, that sounds terrible. Second of all, I didn't mean to diminish all that you know about and have led, continues to lead about our audience experience because so much strategy that this team was built on and continues to do is completely from Jeff's brain. And when I say that I get to like oversee audience experience, it's really that he trusts me to continue what he's taught me. And then when he wants to adjust it, he comes in and like bosses me around is really to, to be fair. I didn't, I did not feel that you were downplaying at all. I just wanted to note that I enjoy that stuff too. Like that. I do like enjoy doing that. stuff. like, I, and this is weird and I don't know, whatever, this is a, a me thing. But like when you were talking about what I was doing, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't like, I don't like, I'm not a numbers analytic guy. And I'm like, I guess I am, but like, I don't like that. I am. If that's weird. I never weird. thought of myself that way, I guess. I don't know. You know and it, I, I think it was interesting. This uh, we're going way down. We're down. You took us down a whole path. Like until this business, this company, I wasn't that way. Yes. Um, but because of the kind of the when things started with Chad and I and the sort of the roles we had to assume, I had to be. Well, and then right. honestly, then like then you came in super early on and you took another little piece, like the marketing and that stuff off of me, which made it so that I was like even more like into my like, oh, I need to be in the the finance number side of things because Chad's Chad was the product. Mm-hmm. You were like eighth pro eight you know one eighth product and then the rest market and now you're like probably 50 50 ish but by I product play, i mean i just people that color. go out and do stuff like yeah i play with colors for for 50 percent <laughs> of my job i'm very happily to be fair you also play with shapes yes i do but that's the nice that's what i mean when you think about like your your partnerships that you have whether it be in a romantic relationship and a professional relationship i think it's really nice we reflect on this quite often when we have our owners meetings, Jeff, Chad, and I, who are all part owners of the team have very different mindsets, have very different skill sets and have very Mm -hmm. different passions all around the same mission of what we do. I think that's, I think that's really cool. Like I love that, we kind of have our assumed roles that we've built over the last, what is it, nine years? But then, yes, of course, we have like interest and passion in those other topics. We just kind of allow the key person to lead. I don't know. It's really interesting. No, uh, yeah. When I think, and you kind of touched on it earlier, you used the word trust. And I think that's something that we have as the three of us, um, in particular, that like, I, you just, I feel like you don't see in a lot of other companies, or at least in my experience, is that we have like an under, there's like a, this underline and like foundation of trust, which, which comes with respect to where like, we don't have to worry about that because I know Ray has that. And I have to worry about that because I know Chad has that. And I hope that you two don't worry about XYZ because Jeff has it. You know, not that we don't check in on each other, not that, you know, to Ray's point, not that like if we see something, we won't say something, but like, it's nice to be able to do that because otherwise, like, you're worrying about everything. You're trying to do everything. And well, it's kind of the approach that, you know, I, I love. And I know you don't quite believe that I love this. So I'm going to say it publicly and then you can replay this audio anytime you feel unsure. But I really do love when you look at our 
you know, social media, how we're, how we're, um, sharing a project with our audience. We just recently announced our 12 hour live and looking at like the language we're using and, and what we're releasing versus what we're not. To me, that's like very close to my heart because it's the projects that I'm completely and wholeheartedly immersed in, but Mm -hmm. your brain and your insight in that content is really valued. And I love that I still get to be like full, like deep in the project with then your ideas and oversight. We do the same thing with Chad. Chad is like the manager of all schools that we are committed to serving. He makes all these things happen. He makes sure trainers will know what they're doing and teachers are happy after trainings and everything like that. But it doesn't mean that we can't like pop in and be like, Ooh, that client that we have in California, here's, you know, here's my thoughts, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just so nice to have this like collaborative agreement between the three of us that I don't know that we ever assigned. It just developed over time. And I just want to celebrate the partnerships that we all have in our lives that organically developed into healthy partnerships cool yeah and i think i think i because for the short little start of things it was chad and i i talk about this with chad and i a lot and i don't think i talk about it enough with you me and chad as well it's like chad and i like i i I tell people i'm like it was weird like when we first started i had never seen him speak or present i didn't know whether what he was telling me about the grid method and things he was doing actually worked. I just like from day one, I was like, all right, dude, I, I trust you as the education dude. And he was like, I trust you as a business guy. And then, you know, it was only what two years in or something, not even two years in. And you joined the team, the team. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't a small team at that point, but you joined. And, and I don't know when it happened, but it kind of slowly, it slowly, but also quickly happened where I was like, Oh yeah. Like you go do the market branded stuff. Like, and it just, beca- I, you know, like we never actually said, like, I think I, at some point we finally said like, okay, so Ray, you're going to lead brand and marketing because you've been doing it for a year and a half or two years at that point. But we never, you're right. Like we never actually said like, Hey, here's a thought. What if Ray does this? It's just sort of like, it, and same's happened with, with Katie. Well, she's and done one or two things and we'd be like, Hey, that went really well. You want to do that again? And, and then Brad, again, we're like, I guess that's what Katie does now. Like, and Josh, but that's the, that's the kind of the celebration I want to have this morning is you know, obviously it's been a long week. We all have a lot going on. Taking a moment to celebrate that when you lean into people's strengths, things yes. organically develop. And that's kind of the joke that we have when people are like, oh, is the Teach Better team hiring? Or, oh, you know, I'm like, I don't know. We kind of obviously hire as we need, but really we hire the people and we teach them the skill set. Because mm-hmm. when you get the right people and the trust exists, then anyone can do any task you give them assuming yeah. that they have we have enough trust that if and when if the project's important and if things need to happen that person's going to execute well and if they are struggling to execute well they're going to ask for help and dive into finding a solution and i, I th- really think it's about yeah. surrounding yourself with the right people more I, than I, anything yeah, else yeah i agree i mean most skills can be taught and learned uh it's a lot harder to change someone yeah and and i think that's like the right people will find and if you and again if you leave with a little bit of trust and patience like the right people will find the right spot for themselves in your organization whatever that looks like so 
Well, it's good that we got on this conversation, Jeff, because we're this actually was an interesting gonna, conversation to go on. But all right, I'm, yeah, we're actually going to continue with maybe talking business a bit, which is not always okay. typical on the Today Show, but it's you and me today. Um, I'm not sure if you caught it, but back in January, I want to say it was like the 21st. It was uh, a Sunday. Brad and I did a little activity for those of you that tuned in. It was really, really fun. Uh, and if you did tune in, you should go check it out because it may have been my favorite Sunday show we've ever done in the history of Sunday shows. But we did an activity where we got a list of items and we started to discuss how important these items were for teaching in this okay. reflection that not everything can be top priority in education, right? That's why our teachers mm. are overwhelmed because everything's a 10 out of 10. Everything yeah. needs their attention. We're going to do the exact same activity with business because a lot of you have different hobbies or small businesses. Maybe even you have passions to grow large businesses. That's why we have our Educator Club. All these educators come together and either have podcasts they want to grow or downloads they want to grow or full businesses they want to boom. Um, we're going to get into that conversation because not everything can be your number one priority. So we'll be right back. sticking with us. Thank you for being a part of our Teach Better Today morning show. We're heading into some conversation. We definitely want you to stick with us regardless of what aspirations you have outside of your teaching journey. But this will specifically focus on building a team, focusing on a business, creating an environment where you are serving others. It might even apply to those of you who are in the classroom building very much an ecosystem of learning mm -hmm. in the school system. Jeff, this activity that we did, I'm sure you caught it. It was one of my favorite Sunday shows we've ever done. Essentially, we're going to do it very similar, but a little different. First and foremost, we have to establish we're going to be operating on a scale of one to 10. Okay. One to 10, okay. 10 means it's a non-negotiable. It's the most important thing in the world. It's a 10 out of 10 on the priority list. Super, 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 super important. A okay. one means, yeah, if you have time, it'd be cool to have. Sure, that'd be great. But but it's not going to be the main priority. So it's a five. Can you give I, – I don't understand like the – is a five like, hey, if you can get to that in the next few weeks? Yeah, I mean the, the concept is, is that we're going to be talking about different ideas. Like, okay. for example, when we did the school one, it was like building a safe classroom culture. And it's okay. like, well, listen, yeah, formative assessments are important, but the first thing you have to do is build that classroom and culture. That has to be the number one priority. Once you master that, yeah, of course we want you to master how to give good formative assessments, but without a good atmosphere, formative assessments are really hard. The fun yeah. of this game, Jeff, and I'm sure you remember this, but the fun of the game was that everything kind of feels like it's a 10. And that was kind of the takeaway is that not everything can be a 10 in teaching because then nothing's a 10. We Most have to things are. Yes, we have to make sure that we do our best to really prioritize. So 
you know that Brad cheated the whole game. He had like 12 tens and one eight. <laughs> but the reality is like, we're going to do the same thing with, with, with business. So we're going to start us off. I'm going to ask you, Brad and I went back and forth, but I'm just going to like ask you. And then you have to remember that every context is going to be different, right? I think Brian Arnett specifically was somebody in the comments when we did that on January 21st who had different numbers because he was coming at it from a different perspective. He had different mm-hmm. leadership he was working for. He had sure. different, te- you know, like content he taught. So again- On different stages of your business or, or yes, stages of the year. Completely. Um, so yeah, you can, can you can provide it. context okay. to your answer. Okay. And, and then if you're interested, you can also ask my opinion, creating more of a dialogue. I'd love to hear your opinion. I don't know that I'll have one. All right, here we go. Number one. And there's <laughs> yeah, 40... right. I'm sorry. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> there are 40 things. We definitely won't go through all of them. 40 things? I, we, okay. de- we literally only all got right. through like Let's five or six when we did this okay. on the 21st. But but I can post them if those of you want to like bring this back to your teams or anything to discuss. First one, Jeff. Prioritizing ethical business practices. Ten. Ten? Would you like to explain? Yeah, the way you do business is like your brand. It's everything. Yeah, I agree. Like ethical business practice to me should just be like the most Also, important. a lot of times non-ethical is also illegal. So like, you know, there's that part too. True. It would be interesting to look at ethical business practices and I'm sorry, I'm adding a caveat to this, which like doesn't affect our team specifically, but for those products that are made overseas and they're not necessarily made by groups that are ethical, but it's ethical in those countries, like if, if, prioritizing if, ethical business practice for some companies isn't that high because they're yeah, okay. Well, I mean, if you, if you were to look into the top, probably 5,000 businesses in the United States, it's probably a negative three. Right. So you're saying though, for me, it's a 10. Yeah, I agree. Very, very important. All right. This is again, they all can't be tens, right? This is where it gets hard. Number two, fostering a positive and inclusive workplace culture. (sighs) I want to say 10, it's at least an eight or nine, but it's probably a 10. I mean, honestly, like those two are like crucial for setting the stage for everything. In my opinion. I think so. It's the foundation of whatever you have to be doing good business for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And then you, and you've got to treat your people properly. You got to, I mean, yeah, I'm there's, I I know we're starting with two tens, but hopefully it doesn't continue. (laughs) This is the problem. This is what happened. All right. How about this one? This is number six. I'm going to like jump around a little bit. Encourage open and constructive feedback. Uh, that's probably a seven or eight. Um, depending on the context. I mean, I, I, to me, it's probably more more commonly a 10, but like you can always like get to that if you didn't get to it at first. And honestly, if you do well with the second one of like a good culture, like that's going to naturally come, I think. But like you could in theory, like not encourage it for a while and then come back to that one and be like, hey, by the way, I want to make sure you speak to it. Whereas if you're doing non-ethical things, it's kind of harder to come back from that. So that's my thought. I'm thinking in the seven-ish yeah, I think that's a good range. Like it's tens. Well, that's the problem, right? It's clearly very important, but I agree. Like encouraging open and constructive feedback is needed. You should do it. But if you haven't mm-hmm. done the first stuff first, then this yeah. almost isn't the main priority. 
Good. I was going to go more eight than seven, but I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Um, this one is funny because I will just add context. Jeff and I and Chad and the entire team has done endless work on this. Some years we focus on it heavily. Sometimes we spend four hour meetings discussing it. And some years we never even discussed it. So Jeff, establish a clear mission and vision. Depending on what is meant by that, it it's probably and this is going to be one of those context one where we're at right where we're at right now. It's in a seven to ten range. When you first start your business, it's honestly like a one to three range. When you're a couple years in, if you're starting to make decent revenue, it needs to be more in that five to ten range. But like early on, I think too many people will spend too much time trying to write out the perfect mission and perfect vision. It's a good practice, good thing to go through, but like. It's not as crucial. When you start having a team, it's more crucial, I think. And I think that's something that we could do better at of making sure the team is fully aware of that. I think they are, but like not because we put it on the walls or anything. Yeah, I really struggle with this. I think there was, I know there was a lot of different situations you and I have been in together over the last eight years, that nine years, where we've been told that because we don't have a clear mission and vision completely wordsmithed and posted on the wall were not prepared to move forward in the business. And while it's a great activity, kind of like those, those team building activities, like there's so much value in those. I think we've spent too much time trying to wordsmith the perfect mission. When in reality, we all knew where we were headed mission wise without the perfect vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And so in theory, not that it's wasted time, but like it really was wasted time. Yeah, I think I, well, I think you're touching on an important like distinguishing factor is like the difference between having a mission or envision versus having a mission and vision statement. Yes. And that's where I think, think people, too many people spend too much time doing that. Like we have a, like I can paint you the picture of the vision and I can, we can write out the mission, but the reality is our mission is to help teachers teach better. So they reach more students. Like that's yeah. it's simple, basic, right? We have a lot of visions, but like oddly enough, I, and this is not a joke. I'd have to jump in and see, but I have a task where I, cause part of a mastermind that I'm in, I rewrote our mission and vision. And I've had a task since like probably last July to share it with you and Chad. And I just keep pushing. I'm like, ah, we don't need to get in that conversation yet. So that's probably like a three. <laughs> I, mean, I think you're but, right. But again, it depends on what you're saying. Is it the like writing it out and having it somewhere, eh, knowing it and making sure the people that are with you have it, know where you're going. That is important. Yeah. Interesting. But definitely not a 10 in my opinion. This is interesting. Number 23. I'm just jumping around. Providing clear pathways for career advancement. Like, so this is obviously talking about if you have a team, right? I mean, I guess yeah. I, I mean, we're looking at business. Uh, that's an interesting one. I love this thought because I do I, really believe that people should and are mm -hmm. best when they enter in and develop in their role to almost create multiple new roles. I think we've seen success of that through multiple people in our team. Rachel specifically, our director of marketing mm -hmm. started as a free intern her sophomore year in college yep. and just like kind of made her own job by 
kind of wiggling her way into projects and always being up to learn something new and but a mm-hmm. clear pathway for career advancement i don't think that exists in our team no. it's kind of just like this open door of like I, yeah and i think that's I, I think that be, this this one becomes uh much higher in that 810 range if it's as is you if you're a bigger corporation yeah we're, we're a pretty small business um however i think there's a couple of things that need to take in mind is one is like not everyone wants to advance mm-hmm. so like that's fine but obviously having the path is still good so i don't know that it's super important i think if you go back to the culture and the that foundation that you build if you have the right culture your people should be willing able and comfortable coming to you and saying it's time for me to advance so you should also like a, recognize it. So I don't know that it needs to be a clear path. I, I would actually argue that a lot of people, a lot of companies put clear paths just so they can shut people up. So it's like a one or a two for you. Cause you're like, this is not, I think priority. it's low. Yeah. And I think there's, cause I think there's a fear of like, if you set that path, people think that they, they, they have to go on that path or else they're not being seen, being recognized, whatever. And to me, I'm like, no, like I think about this in education. So many teachers think that what they're supposed to do is go become an assistant principal, become the principal yep. and go on. And it's like, first off, there's a whole lot of teachers who should never be principals because they will hate the job. They will miss their kids and they're f- phenomenal classroom teachers. They should be in the classroom. Now, one way to fix it, obviously, is the pay issue is how you really fix a lot of that. But I think even if that was even if that was even across the board we would, I think it would still take a long time before that culturally shifted out of people's minds of like, well, I'm supposed to get in and I'm supposed to advance. And I'm like, well, maybe not. Just like, uh, you know, an accountant supposed to advance to a CPA, a, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, maybe what if they really love that job? Let them, you know, the firefighter yeah, loves being the guy who goes in first. He doesn't need to be the chief. Like, yeah, I think there needs to be a balance. Cause on the flip side, just to counter your argument, I have had people in my life who specifically took jobs because they had a desire to pursue a higher role. And so they chose a company that had that opportunity. So to me, it's like you just need to create a space for open dialogue. So when you have people eager to advance, they can see a pathway that you can Mm -hmm. lay out for them, but it's not necessarily the only way to do it. I agree when you compared like, a teacher becoming an administrator. I think that's such a perfect example. I, I talked to so probably once a week and I am not over being over dramatic once a week. I meet with somebody who's like, I'm a classroom teacher. I want to advance, but the only way to advance, I think is an administrator role. Do you have any other ideas? And for me, I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much that you can go do in education outside of, you know, being a, a, a really effective, dynamic, incredible classroom teacher Let's have those conversations. And and it's not that you have to do it, but some people just want to be more aware of, of yeah. what those advancements can look like. I think if you're recruiting, you're hiring, having that clear path for the people that do want to, that are ambitious and want to do that. So they can look and say, okay, if I come in here, this right. is how I go. That's cool. So, but yeah, for me, it's definitely a, a lower number. All right. Um, let's do one more. Foster strong customer relationships, number 32. Uh, that's a 9, 10, possibly 12. Yeah, I, I agree. That's got to be back yeah. all the way up to the top. That, yeah, I mean, that goes in similar to, and connects to, uh, you know, your business practices, like taking care of the people that are paying you. 
to me, the only other, the only thing that's more important is taking care of your people that, that work with you. Yeah. That has been really a core foundation is that we go back to all the time. Like we truly, like I truly cannot be a part of an organization that doesn't take care of their people. And that could be people that work within the company or people that we serve, like all of you, like our goal in everything is how can we make sure that you are getting something out of this experience, which is to, uh, to me, that's like a 15. Like that's the only thing that I care about. So, yeah. So cool. Even if we need the rest of the list. Yeah. Okay. So we have a list of 40. We're not going to do the whole list, but uh, hopefully you're able to think through the importance of being able to prioritize. If you want to have this conversation with, Unfortunately, just a ton more giggles and shenanigans go over to our Sunday show that was streamed over on January 21st, I believe, in our private group over at teachbettergroup.com. It focused on what classroom teachers should be focused on. Um, it also streamed live on all of our platforms the following day uh, on January 22nd. So you can go check that out. This is super interesting for business. If you guys have other topics that you'd like us to do, we can make this list of uh, 40 and keep having these types of conversations, but wanting to make sure that we're all finding those, those appropriate ways to prioritize things. And so everything doesn't feel like a 10, but Jeff, thanks for, you know, jumping into this activity with me. Hey, it was fun. Did you, did you put out the list for, for the education one out? I did. Yeah. So when we did our show on the 21st, if you go into our private Facebook group, we posted our Sunday. We posted in there. Okay. Yeah. We post our Sunday spark, which is like a feel good. We do every single week. And then we also posted the list of 40. Because this would be such a powerful exercise to actually thoroughly go through either on your own and or with your, your, whoever your sort of, for lack of a better term, direct report is. So your principal, your assistant, whoever it is that you uh, would work closely with that uh, as your, as a leader to kind of maybe help some of that overwhelm and that that burden that you're feeling because maybe maybe hopefully you'll be like i think it's a one and they're like yeah that's a one and you can go okay good yeah so it's a <laughs> you know one I mean? or, they can, or you're like i think it's a 10 they're like no no that's a four like breathe like you never know it could be a huge like some weights lifted off that's the so, hope that was truly yes. the hope in that conversation same here in business is we can't have everything be the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning so if you if you are on the same page with the people you work with, then the days that you have extra time or the days that you're able to master a skill, then you move on to something else. But not everything can be a 10, right? That's really important to manage our stress level, especially as we head into February, which I believe is like one of the hardest months in teaching. So making sure we're in the right space, the right headspace, and prioritizing the right things down to the foundational core. So really important there. Head over. Uh, I also say that the Sunday show was we had the most engagement from our community that we've had in like a super long time. People were commenting like crazy. So it was kind of interesting. Also, Brad and I obviously gave our thoughts, but then we had a lot of people in the comments that were giving their thoughts that either adjusted our votes and we changed mm -hmm. our number or added more context. So just fun conversations. Head over to our private group to, to be a part of that. That's 8,000 plus educators coming together uh, we love to be able to stream our Sunday show in there so you all can enjoy. But friends, enjoy the rest of the week. We hope that you have an amazing day. If you need anything, please feel free to reach out. We hope you have an amazing weekend ahead. Bye, friends. We'll see you soon. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. 
We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.